0: All right, welcome back to Talk Talk. This is your host, Emily Osan, and today we're here to talk about Prompt 4, on what grounds might we doubt a claim I'm here joined by Sarah Rogers DP Chemistry and MYP Science teacher and Alice Brooks DP Bio and MYP Science teacher Thank you guys so much for joining me today
1: Thanks for having us Yeah
0: super so we've just been chatting a little bit about this question and kind of unpacking it in bits So we started with on what grounds and then we also talked about the role that doubt might play And then also what kinds of claims? I'm curious what
2: interests the two of you guys, what interests you about this question? Uh, Like we were talking about earlier, I think Mm. when you hear the word doubt, we both immediately jump to the negative connotations associated with doubt. Mm. And then like we were just talking about, are we doubting a claim rightfully or wrongfully? Mm. Do we have reason to doubt this claim and should be thinking critically about it? Or are we biased against something and then immediately doubt it? But you made the valid point of, should we always doubt Mm. what we hear and question things? So I think I I liked how I went negative initially, but Mm. then you unpackage it, and you can see it a bit more in a balanced way.
0: Yeah, I mean, as as IB, like the the learner profile, we want that like thinker, and thinking critically is a really important part of the IB philosophy, Mm. right? That um, we want to have that healthy amount of doubt We want to instill that in our students um, and us as teachers as well. We need to doubt. Sarah, how about you? What was interesting to you about that?
1: Well, I think with the the question itself, as uh, we're both scientists, we immediately go to when we're doubting something. It's because we don't, uh, especially in this realm of science, it's is this true or not true in the science? And as scientists, we come up against people telling us Uh, or coming up with negative things or incorrect things maybe is a better way to say like Mm. the flat flat earthers yeah right uh that's something that we immediately doubt but they doubt us that the world is round and spherical and i think that's why i thought this question was really interesting to me because it's when we talk about that grounds of doubt it is why are there people who will will believe things or not believe things Mm. um especially when there are things that, are, that we know to be true mm. uh, or that we believe to be true, I
0: guess. Yeah, I think that's a... I love that you brought up flat earthers because I love that one. It's, like, to me, so obviously wrong. But then I, if I am a proponent of, like, doubt and ha- doubt everything to a point, like, it's a good thing to have, you know, question everything. Um, <laughs> I then have to be, like, take on that side of a flat earther and think, actually, how do I know? because I've seen photographs of the Earth from afar. Well, how did they get those? Maybe they're right, maybe those are faked. Some really, really good artist <laughs> has faked those. And then I'm like, okay, but come on. Like, there's so many people that have gone to space and have given these reports. Surely I should trust them. But then, why am I trusting people? Like, What makes me want to trust them, right? And then I'm like, actually, okay, I personally have flown in a plane, right? I have looked out and I have seen a slight arc that makes me think, and I've also gone from one side of the earth to the other and around the other way. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so, I have gone all the way, but, but how is it? You know, you've seen the Truman Show. Maybe it's all just a little simulation I'm getting in. And then, then I have to think, well, this is ridiculous. Like, someone's going to some extreme lengths to fool me. Mm-hmm. So unless this, this universe is really, truly centered around me, <laughs> that's the premise yeah. of a flat earther. The, that it must be centered around me, right?
1: And yet, it is a claim they doubt. <laughs>
0: and and maybe it is. I have no way to know. Oh, but come on. I think my own reasoning mind must say that is an awful lot of effort to to, to for what end? I mean, what for what, for what, what end? end? So, and I think I like that I have actually been around the earth. <laughs> that gives me enough to know. But I think even just hearing other people might be a starting point. And that kind of raises what you were saying earlier, Alice, about the reasons that we might doubt
2: a claim. So let's go back to that. You were talking about perspectives. But I've got multiple angles from that. And uh, the one I talked about initially was the Ukraine-Russian war. Mm-hmm. And obviously, globally, we're getting information. Mm-hmm. But from within Russia, the information they're getting is very, very different to what mm. the rest of the world is getting. Mm. And if you are in Russia and you don't know anybody outside of that country, that's all you're hearing. Yeah. Whereas I've got some Russian friends here. And of course, they're then getting different information. Yeah. And I think that must be really, really hard to to see because they've got friends and family who believe what they're being told because they're not being reported anything else yeah and then you've got people who get a lot more information and again you're able to critically think and and weigh up and evaluate right what what source do I trust more? but then it's yeah who who is telling you the information and how much do you trust them
0: and, and what is at stake as well, right? Like, it, do, is there a purpose for the Russian government, perhaps, to limit the information? Probably. Yeah. And likewise, there's probably a purpose, that we are internationally receiving another message, because mm-hmm. it serves another uh, purpose as well. Whether the, the one is better or worse, or right or wrong, I think that's not really the issue. It's really about why would we doubt that claim? Um, And that's one of the reasons, would be that there is an ulterior motive or a purpose Mm -hmm. that is undisclosed, perhaps, to us. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, I think purpose, when we're talking about, like, what are the grounds that we doubt, I think perspective, as Alice said, is one of them. Like, who is telling the information? Right. How much information are we we getting? What is your own bias already and your own sort of cultural perspective that you have? Um, If you're a Russian who's only lived in Russia and... Uh, you know, you've got nationalistic, but be- you know, feelings and beliefs that when you hear something from your government, you will believe it. And mm-hmm. if you hear something from someone on the outside, maybe you would doubt that more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the purpose is one that I also find really interesting, um, because what are we looking for in terms of? You know, I always we joke about following the money. Mm-hmm. You know, like where if someone is making a claim, um, looking at why do they want you to believe it and often that comes down to who is making a profit financial gain, from us yeah
0: i agree yeah I yeah say, or power would or be power, perhaps yeah, like and they're the kind power. of intertangled aren't they like yeah. there's that money is power and i prefer knowledge is power but okay <laughs> Fair enough,
2: yeah. As I say, yeah, on the what grounds might we doubt a claim? I might go the other way. Uh, what grounds might we believe a claim? Mm. And we definitely, you believe people you trust more. Right. And that could be friends, that could be family, that, that could mm. be people you don't know, but you because you trust them, you're more likely to believe them. Mm-hmm. So then vice versa happens. If you don't trust them, mm-hmm. you're less likely to uh, believe them. So you're more likely mm-hmm. to doubt them. And again, might be rightfully or wrongfully so, Uh, But as a teacher, one of the hardest things we come up with is when students have beliefs because they're told about it at home. And it's really hard to shake them of that when that isn't true. Um, But we also said that also happens as adults. The older you get, the more concreted your beliefs are. And it's very hard to unlearn things that you think are true and maybe they're not. Yeah.
0: It makes me think about how important it is in determining our trust of people Mm. so some things that i find might be useful to think about in terms of who do we trust would be something like to the level of their personal investment in the situation right Mm. we tend to think something at stake that is you know worth preserving or protecting so that might make you untrustworthy if it's something that goes against that stake Mm. right and then another would be um like the level of education, perhaps, mm-hmm. whether someone's actually an expert in that given topic uh, and has the that earned authority of speaking about that topic. And I think also if that the source is also willing to question. When you have those sort of dogmatic beliefs, beliefs that are not questioned are, are probably the ones that need to be questioned the most, right? Agreed. Huh.
1: Yeah, it, I like that too. I think it's it's the... And it's the perception of people too, even in just conversations. Like when groups of people are having a conversation, and one person says one thing, and someone else says no, no. Like it could be even as stupid as, oh, who was the actress in a film? Or, right, right. You know. And then it's interesting to think of then who do you naturally gravitate to believe based on your knowledge of the that person. Mm. You know, do they, are they in the industry, or are they? You know, someone that you've spoken to about it before, so you know they've got some expertise. Yeah. Or is it just, you know, I like Alice better than Emily, so I'm going to <laughs> believe Alice? You yeah. Know? Like, and it's just because Can of be, those yeah. with no rationale. Mm. So I think that's really interesting too. Or
0: a rationale, but a irrelevant rationale. And it, yeah. And I think that actually is where family comes in. Mm. But one of the good things about family is that they tend to have our best interests at heart. And so that I think is why that becomes such a a believable source mm-hmm. because they don't, unlike people outside of your family, they, they tend, well, I guess it depends on the family, but families tend to have the, you know, you, you have a child and all you really care about is them. Mm-hmm. And so the things that you want to tell them are things that are going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, you, you're not necessarily doing it because you might get, you know, money out of it or power out of it, or maybe in some convolutive way that might be an repercussion but I think the heart of like a good family you might have um, those more altruistic intentions at least at
2: least on the surface level you would have Mm. but yeah Um, so before I moved to Hong Kong uh, it, was, it was the protests were happening. Oh, right. And lots of people are, why are you moving there? What on earth are you doing that for? I've heard this. I've seen that. Right. And I'd spoken to a few people here and the information I was getting from them was really different to the information I was getting at home. Yeah. So I definitely doubted the people at home because my thoughts were, you haven't been there. You're not there right now. You're not seeing it. So actually, I, d- I doubt what you were saying. And I, I trust the people who are on the ground because right. they're witnessing it. And now I'm moving to Uganda and getting the same again. Same. Oh my goodness, you're going there. It's going to be so dangerous. And so at any time, if somebody hasn't been to that country, that place, then I doubt what they say. Yeah, just question it. Just, um, just yeah. Question As you it. should. A I think that more. makes yeah.
0: perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is something really compelling about empirical experience, right? Like mm-hmm. seeing is believing. We we really do put a lot of stake into that. Like, People who are there are likely to mo- know more than people who are not there. That makes mm. a lot of sense.
1: But I think it's I think as scientists we are taught and grow to be quite critical. We know we have to be critical of the, you know, the experiments we do. We repeat them because you don't believe the first thing that occurs. We want to make sure that it's, you know, reproducible. That we can um, that we have evidence to back up the claim that maybe we're testing or we're observing. And I think for you Alice to actually question those things is not necessarily the norm mm-hmm. because I think some people would say, oh gosh, I've seen the protests, I've heard about you know, the difficulties in quarantine in Hong Kong if we talk about some of the COVID things. And they wouldn't reach out to find out what was on the ground. Mm-hmm. They would believe what they read and believe what they see and, then, mm-hmm. and that, would be their, that would be what they decided to be true. They would believe those claims. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think lots of people don't doubt Mm-hmm, um, when agree. they hear those things. And I think that you do is, I think, is really important. And I and I think that's something that people need to develop more because I think often they don't.
0: It makes me think a lot about, like, you know, hundreds of years ago where religion was the, the belief, that was the mm-hmm. standard, and there wasn't room for doubt. And then we have, like, this sort of scientific revolution and that paradigm shift towards the the. St- the expectation is that you do doubt and you do need to replicate and you need to trial it and you don't believe it and you never really know 100% sure that anything any law laws or theories are you know the truth they're always open to revision and that sort of that shift makes me think a lot about how we kind of have these two um streams of thought in in our contemporary society about one being that unquestioning mind and the other being that more scientific virtue of questioning
2: I think back in the days where religion was everything Mm -hmm. I'm really impressed at those scientists right for Darwin alone coming from a really religious family to then come up with his theory of evolution Mm -hmm. and natural selection People would have doubted him yeah. because it was it was completely disagreeing with everything that they believe and held to be true. Yeah, by implying that we came from ape-like ancestors, uh, completely ruins the idea of God creating us. It um, mm. destroys the Adam and Eve story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he himself was religious, so he yeah. wasn't trying to uh, end religion, right? But he was seeing. You know, he was seeing examples of species deviating mm-hmm. and using that information to try and come up with a theory. And I think it's m- way more impressive to have done mm. it then yeah. when you're going against popular belief. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you said, now we are a bit more trained to to question. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes possibly new discoveries easier.
0: I agree with you. I, I, I do see that. But I do not think we're immune mm-hmm. at, at, at our current time from that challenge of doubting the norm Mm. I think that's something that persists even today with you know things I'm not going to come up with a good example at the moment but I do think it's something that Mm, I agree that still persists where we have going against the status quo is always going to be hard Mm. even but that's where we're looking for the that like question about like what grounds Mm. is it worthy like there's like there's sometimes a ground, the grounds that are, yes, we should doubt everything. The other is like, we sh- there's no point in doubting because it's not gonna take us anywhere useful. But then there's this like sort of little sweet spot of like Darwin finding evidence mm. to doubt everything he had been taught mm. about religion and go with it long enough to seek out another possible way. As well as while getting abuse right. for it. Yeah. And I wonder, it almost makes you think, in some ways, is that a reason to doubt? Like when it goes so far against the norm, mm.
2: is that? And if it's impacting your day-to-day life, yeah. That? I mean, I don't think you would doubt that, but it would definitely make you wonder if you should keep going down that path. Right? Yeah, I guess. yeah, for sure.
1: But I think hindsight's also 2020, right? You know, as we say. And I was just thinking, one of the the claims that you know I I talk about sometimes in class. Um, with students especially when we're looking at sort of nutrition and food testing is the claim that breakfast is the most important meal of the day (laughs) I love that one Uh, and then you actually look if you go back through the the history of where that started Mm -hmm. it was in the 60s because of the Kellogg cereal company you know uh, and saying okay so and but that is a pervasive claim that Mm -hmm. exists in our culture and people eat breakfast and they don't feel bad so you know and if they eat breakfast all the time and then they don't they feel hungry because their body has learnt that that's Mm. when they have food and so so much personal experience has that but that claim was actually started by a cereal company Mm. in the 60s Uh, and then that's really interesting to then say like where are we getting the information to doubt that it's the same Mm. with salt was bad and then fat was bad and Mm -hmm. now sugar is bad you know and like looking at as we get more information and more science but who's bringing this information to the fold again
2: i want to jump in there because i love that point um so much of even now um our knowledge of nutrition not knowledge of nutrition our Thoughts on nutrition is from advertising, so it's mm. actually completely false claims. Mm. And my favourite one is I think it was in the eighties: eating meat is manly, and how much that has persisted. Uh-huh. And there's now almost this big movement towards vegetarianism, veganism. But it wasn't even still now; it wasn't that long ago where people were ridiculed, and yeah. uh, it was a very unmanly thing to do. But it's all because of advertising. Yeah. So that comes down to our grounds there of again all right, where did this come from who is it what is their reason
0: yeah and nutrition is a really interesting mm. one because it does affect everyone's daily life mm. and and it also has a significant the, the people promoting these different claims have financial in- investment whether mm. it's you know for promoting their cereal company or in some ways, too, we've seen a lot of like these big, you know, ha- have an avocado. Avocado has that healthy fat. Mm-hmm. And then you have these industries blow up at like the trees and that farming industry taking over parts of the world and mm-hmm. knocking down, you know, ancient forests to promote this claim that avocado fat is so healthy as opposed to other kinds of fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has big Im- Implications, big repercussions on the world um, in many aspects of the world.
1: Yeah, I think that other word that for the grounds too, it's the pervasiveness of it. Mm. If it's something that you're seeing, mm. if the claim is pervasive, you are less likely to doubt it. Yeah. And if the claim is less pervasive, you're more likely to doubt it. Yeah. Um, so when we see the same thing, we're being reinforced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's when we're going to less likely doubt if you, we see it all the time if we're told it mm. by many people um, and things that we just believe because we we've, we've heard it
2: so much that we you know think that it's true. yeah so that's called cognitive ease mm. and the more you hear something, yeah it great. just sort of seeps in and because it's easy for you to recall it you therefore think it's true mm-hmm. and that would be a really interesting thought experiment to do is just go and drop information around you know in a school and then you can ask questions later and if it's information that's been regularly repeated whether it's true or not mm-hmm. if it, you're constantly exposed to it because it's easier to get to withdraw uh, you're more likely to believe that oh i love that mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's cool i've not heard that term before
2: yeah i love that
0: i i mean it kind of brings me back to the flip side of the question like on what grounds might we doubt a claim thinking about um not only when do we need a trust to trust a claim but um, or not doubt a claim, but thinking about what might the use of doubt be, and mm-hmm. where might it actually be a hindrance to doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, our fundamental—we have to have a starting point of belief, even within natural science. We have fundamental theories that, unless you're looking to just rock the whole world, um, you likely need to build upon those theories, mm-hmm. right? So it's not perhaps that useful to go back and doubt a claim about, I
1: don't know. Gravity. Yeah, exactly. Something super fundamental. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's not that useful. And it would potentially be groundbreaking if you were able to find something new or find another way of looking at it or understanding it, uh, but also then might actually set you back in terms of progress and, and understanding. And because something like gravity um, is useful in terms of developing other kinds of knowledge and tools and things like that in our, in our lives, it has a function, there isn't necessarily a need to doubt it.
1: No. There isn't really a need to doubt that the Earth, to come back to the flat Earth,
0: uh-huh. there's not really
1: a need to doubt that the Earth is not spherical. Yeah. That people still do.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one too. Like, if it was, what would it be like if it was flat? Then we would eventually be able to find the edge, right? Mm. So let's keep looking. Is that the reason? So that we can go off on these multitude
2: of adventures to find the edge? But then is anyone doing that? Yeah, if no. you're making these claims, are they? Because I would love to do that. That sounds fun. Going maybe we should all do that.
0: <laughs> we should doubt it so that we can have more fun. <laughs> oh, All right. Um, maybe that's a good stopping point. Cool. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add on? I love this question and I really appreciate everything you guys said. I'm gonna go with that cognitive ease. I'm gonna think about that a lot more, I think. Me too. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, thanks you guys. Thank you.